What is up guys and welcome to the Meeple Minded Podcast, the podcast where we talk all things tabletop gaming. My name is Jason. And I'm James. He is back. I'm back. You had a holiday, James. I did. How did it feel? You left England. I did. <laughs> How was it? Oh, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Much needed. I can imagine. I, I know you were gutted because this is a holiday you were meant to have like two, 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 years, two ago. years ago. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, COVID. Nice delayed birthday holiday for you. Indeed. indeed. Ironically, just fell for your birthday this year. So it's almost as if it was planned. Indeed. <laughs> did you did you get up to any gaming while you were away, or did you decide to completely remove yourself? Oh, from it, the, uh... it was a it was a week of just relaxation. No, nice. No work. No gaming. No, just just chill and enjoy nice see that's where i'm the sad one you know relaxing is gaming so you know <laughs> I, I would probably go on a gaming holiday playing games in a gaming hotel in a gaming country in a gaming world so <laughs> sad old me i have no life what can i say but then again i don't care because i enjoy it indeed anyway it's good to have you back thank you since you've been back we've been playing a couple of games we which have is, has been fun um, I am getting to introduce you to the wonders of Ark Nova, hopefully tomorrow, possibly a little bit later in the week. We hope. But yeah, we've been playing another family game, haven't we? I would say family. It's more of a filler game, isn't it, really? Yeah, it falls into both categories. It is also very much a family game. Yeah, I mean, I think this game has a bit more scope than what I would refer to as a family game. has a bit more scope to be appealing to a few more advanced player should we say through some of the mechanics of this game but uh yes for those of you that uh can't figure out what we're talking about and didn't read the name of this podcast episode we are talking about zuli i think we've mentioned this on the podcast before like when it first arrived from kickstarter and we'd been playing it but uh it's game highlight episode time so it's zuli's time to shine Indeed. are you ready to talk about it i am let's do it so what is Zuli? Zuli is a pocket-sized, quick and easy-to-learn card drafting game where players aim to build a functioning zoo in just three turns. The game was released by Unfringe.co after a successful Kickstarter campaign in 2021. The game is for one to five players, aged eight and up, with a playtime of approximately 15 minutes. While the game features a rather cutesy artwork, players have a real challenge to ensure that all cards they drafted are able to be housed in their zoo to gain them the most points, but fail to do so and suffer the point-removing consequences. So that's a rough idea of what the objective of this game is, James, but what comes in the box if people were to buy Zuli? Okay, Jason, contained in the box are five new plot cards, 18 enclosure cards, 46 animal cards, 12 upgrade cards, two help cards, and seven custom cards. Very nice. So it is a small box game. It is. Um, as I said, it is pocket-sized, a little bit bigger than the likes of bandido but we're more talking the mind sized box and roughly about the same amount of cards i'd say like in i mean how many cards did it say it came in the box with i'm gonna get shouted at for all the people who were actually paying attention to the numbers i read probably about 100 cards yeah, maybe nice. just over nice so yeah it's not too bad i mean let's talk about the components because obviously we're, we're talking card stock here so there, there isn't going to be a huge amount of discussion for this section but uh i mean how how's the the card quality for you what's the box like all that kind of stuff um standard 
yeah, it's a standard box and uh, well, they're cards. So um, the cardstock's not bad. It's um, it's slightly reinforced cardstock. It's like you would get in most games. Yeah, it's uh, for me. Like I said, it's a card game. We're talking about cardstock. The cardstock does have a pretty nice linen feel to those cards, and and it puts me in a mindset of good quality and durability. So I think they're going to be okay to last. I think this is a little bit of a spoiler. I think for later on when we talk about whether we like the game or not, but I have sleeved my cards, which I tend to do with games that I think are going to see the table a fair bit, especially if they're going to be shuffled a lot, which mm. this one will. So that's a good sign. The box itself. As you said, it's pretty standard. I like the artwork on it. As I said, I, th- I think the cutesy artwork is pretty cool. This yeah. will definitely appeal to someone if it's sat on a shelf in a store. I mean, you know, for, for the benefit of James, I've, I've put them on my, my shelf that it stands out. Yeah. Which I think is, is really cool. It's very colourful. The age eight and up, again, very appealing to, to families. And I would actually agree with that to yeah. a degree. Maybe the drafting mechanic that it has could be a bit difficult if they're not used to that kind of mechanic, but it's really easy to learn. Yeah. And 15-minute gameplay. I agree. Yeah, I agree I with agree. that. I we, agree. We, we literally had a game of this before we pressed record. And yeah, yeah it was 10, 15 minutes, I think, for us. Yeah. In a, in a two-player game. I think maybe slightly longer, obviously, for a, a five-player game, or if you're introducing new people to the mechanics, it's going to be a little bit longer. Yeah. But other than that... Yeah, sta- standard play, I would agree, 15 minutes. I think component-wise, I'm I'm happy. I, th- I think it's a, it's a really good game. The print on the box does seem to be pretty durable and well-attached, so yeah, that's, that's going to last really well. So yeah, components, done. Let's talk about the gameplay, because for such a small, cutesy-looking game, there's a quite a bit to this game, I think, in the sense of when you're thinking of pocket games that you're going to be playing in 15 minutes, you don't immediately go, oh yeah, card drafting. Yeah. That's a mechanic that I think, or when I think of card drafting, I think of games like Inish, mm. you know, where you're drafting these big, heavy hitting cards that you're going to be using throughout that round. And while the mechanic is very similar here, it just sort of seems a bit more friendly. Yeah. I, I, I like the draft mechanism because it shakes the game up a little bit. It, it, and it is, it's giving you the opportunity to see the cards that are coming and just it just adds that extra layer to it, doesn't it? Because it's yeah. like, I know what's coming this round. What do I want to do? But more importantly, what do I think my opponent is mm. going to pick? Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, we'll, we'll give you an example of a two-player game here. As I've said, this is played over three turns. In the first turn, each player is dealt nine cards. And for every extra player there is, there's one less card. I pick up my hand of nine cards. I draw one card from it. I place it face down, and then when James has chosen his card and placed it face down, we reveal the card that we have chosen, and then pass the remainder of that hand to the other person to then do it again. This continues until all cards have been selected, and everything in front of you is face up. That part of the mechanic I do want to talk about, the the revealing what card you chose. I think that makes it, like you said, a more friendly drafting mechanic. But you used Inesh as a um, as an example there, where I believe you're a opponent never actually sees your hand and what you've picked so you have to remember Mm -hmm. what was in the hands as you saw them and what people have picked whereas this is a you get to see your opponent's plan develop yeah so you can you can you can see it in front of you so it's you can just start thinking about how you can stop what they're yeah, doing yeah i mean that that would be the one thing that i would say with regards to the that game mechanic that i'm not against but i am aware of and that is that this game while 
being very friendly has the option of hate drafting. hate drafting, which I'm not so sure really suits this game all that well. Because while I mean we say hate drafting, it's not going to heavily penalise you if if you aren't able to play place well, stuff I mean, down, so but we, it, we, you we do have, get penalised. We haven't got that. Like if I see you say drawn a water enclosure a pure water enclosure on your first pick then i can immediately suck up all the water animals so it's Mm. useless to you or i can look at the animals and go you can't store that you you can only store this one and this one so i'll take those yeah yeah exactly so there is an element that that you could well because you are seeing the uh your opponent's cards you are able to sort of plan ahead and and do that but i think that is only really prevalent in say a two possibly a three player game yeah i think the higher player counts that's going to be a darn sight harder to do yeah because you're only ever going to see you know maybe one or two of your original hand of cards so definitely i also in all honesty this game is not aimed at those kind of players who would exploit those tactics mm, very very true but i I would say that i would bring this to the table for people if we were sitting down to play a big heavyweight game i would bring this to the table as a startup game or a cooldown game it's a great filler game is is this is is this another case jason where we're going to take a cutesy game like pumps and mugs and turn it into a murder fest it's entirely (laughs) possible i mean i i intend on bringing this along to the comic shop event tomorrow and i want to play this at the full five player count i'd like to see how well this plays i've played this at two three and four and for me it plays best at three and four but three and four are very different you know like i said three is far more like that two player game where you're able to predict and hate draft maybe that little bit more but four players makes it very very difficult to to then try and draft to spite someone else that's where i think it it shines is at four players yeah that like drafting wise it's a standard draft mechanic it's very similar to the likes of Inesh, as we've said. Yeah. So Take a card, pass it on. Take a card, pass it on, keep going until so. And this is done three times throughout this game. But before we get on to round two, after you've drafted, it's now time to start building your zoo. Yes. So the first thing you would do is place all of your enclosures that you've drafted down onto yep. the table. And after you've done that and everyone has done that, it's then to start placing animals in those enclosures. And upgrades. And upgrades and, and, and the likes. Now, it's not a case of oh yeah i can put a giraffe in with a lion you know it's pretty standard there are fierce animals and there are friendly animals all friendly animals can share a habitat fierce animals can only be in with themselves unless you have a special card that allows you yes to mix the well-fed card the welfare card which is i think in my opinion the most broken card in this entire game because <laughs> if you manage to get that card as well as a load of expansions for a, a plot because obviously each plot can only host a certain size or yeah. a certain amount of animals but you can add on extensions and all that kind of stuff you can ultimately build a you can just have one massive enclosure which is like an animal battle royal yeah <laughs> It's, I mean, it's very hard to do that, but you can potentially do it. Um, the other thing to mention as well is all the habitats have a, a environmental preferences and the animals mm. have uh, can only be housed in certain environments. Like the lions require the desert uh, terrain. The jellyfish must have water, yeah. obviously. The, the crocodiles <laughs> can have either water or yes, uh, or, or sand. So there's three three different biomes in this game. You've got yeah. the savannah, water and grassland yeah so obviously the the, that is signified by the iconography on the cards 
Yeah. So you'll have the picture of whatever animal it is, but behind that, you have the iconography of where it needs to be. Yes. So if it's grassland, it'd be a nice big green grass field. But it's very clear, like because this is one thing I did highlight, I think, with this game, was while everything is very colour-coded, it's also very clear what those things are should you suffer from colour blindness. Yes. Would you say, I mean, I know neither of us do, but I think that this game is very well sought Yes, to, to be able because to tell it's, not just, it's not just colour, it's pattern as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yes, even even if these were black and white cards, you'd be able to tell what was what. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think I think that's really, really cool. And yeah, then basically once you've placed all your animals, it is time to score. Now, each of the habitats has a multiplier attached to it. For example, the very first one that you start with is called uh, a new plot and can ho- hold up to six it has a, a space of six, so obviously each animal has different size requirements, but they, this one can hold six. and has a multiplier of times one with a star next to it. Now that star is indicated on the bottom of the card in text, which basically reads, do not score unless it's full. So if that enclosure is not full, nothing in that enclosure is going to score you points. So you, the idea is with that one, you, you want to get it full because then you're going to start scoring points. There are others in the game which have a times two multiplier, so... Obviously, if you've put, say, an elephant in there, which scores you five points... It's going to score you it's ten. Gonna, it's, it's actually going to score you ten. So that that's what you kind of want to do. And I love the way that scoring works in this game because you it's got repeated scoring per round. Yes. So the stuff that you've scored in round one will also score <clears throat> in rounds two and three. That I really like. What, yeah. what about you? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because it's... It's about building chains. Mm-hmm. So it is that that first round you're going to score mediocre points, but you're supposed to build on it yeah. and yeah. try and get... Because a lot of the animals have special rules where like the grizzly bear, for example, I'm holding in front of me now is worth three points, but it gets a plus one if it's on its own in an enclosure. Yeah. It yeah. becomes four. I think it's the tree frog gets a, a bonus if there's more than one. Yes. Uh, the jellyfish do uh, as well, but they have to, they have to be multiple of them. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's all about getting those chains going. Yeah. And like the grizzly bear was a really good example because I, I had that in our last game and I, I had that in the very first turn and I had it in an enclosure all by itself, but that enclosure also had a times two multiplier. Yes. So the grizzly bear was worth four points, but the enclosure that it was in was worth times two. So I had one grizzly bear and it, I was getting eight points yeah. for every round. So just one animal and one enclosure over those three rounds. 24 points. I had 24 points. So that, I mean, that gives you a rough idea of how quickly you are able to, to, to you know, boost up those points. Mm. I'd just like to point out that in our last game, I lost. Yeah. So that kind of tells me. But uh, like the chains I'm talking about, the jellyfish is... Um... Let's see if I can find one. Value is doubled if kept with at least two other jellyfish. So mm. the idea would be I want to put these in a large capacity pool mm. and chain them as yeah. much as possible. And they're probably one of the more common animals in that deck as well. Yeah. So it is possible to do that. But at the same time, as we've said, if people start seeing that that's what you're doing, we're more likely to go, well, actually, no, I'm going to remove that ability from from james to to score those points because it's it's our only way to slow you down there's no other way of player interaction in this game yeah so once you've placed all of those and you've scored your points the last thing that you have to do in a round is to figure out if you are going to be deducted any points and to be deducted points you either have to have animals that are not in an enclosure at all or you have put animals in an enclosure that they are not legally allowed into so obviously every enclosure and every animal has requirements that's all stated on the cards 
If they are not placed in a habitat, the points that are on the card for that animal are deducted from your points of that round. Once you've done that, write your score down and then it's time to go for the next round. In the next round, you do the draft again, but with one less card. So there's always pressure that really in that first round, our advice is if there are plots, you want to get them. Because, you know, they're not guaranteed that they're going to come out every round. And if you don't have plots to put animals in, you're going to start taking minus points. So, yeah, anything else about the gameplay that you want to talk about, James? Anything that particularly stood out to you that you really like? I think we've covered most of it, to be honest. It is, once you get into it, a simple game. Yeah, I think, I mean, would you class this as, a, as an intro game? Like, if, if, if you had a brand spanking new player that turned up to our game club on a Monday, but I was busy, would this be a game that you could go, do you know what? I'm going to teach this to you. I'm going to teach this to you. Do you know, I actually think it works well as an intro game because it has things like simple card drafting mm-hmm. and uh, chains, but they're all re- really easy to understand. And it's, yeah. a, it's a good gateway game to get people into those kind of mechanics. Yeah. I mean, I, I think for me, this is now a, a game that's now in my collection that will, one, stay there because I think it is a really good filler game for those experienced players because, you know, card drafting is a very good mechanic. It's very good fun. And every player should at least give it a give it a go but also because i know that i can intro this game with yep. brand new players i think it fills a niche in the hobby really really well so yeah final thoughts times james mm. what are your final thoughts who would you recommend this game for yeah i'd echo what you what you were just saying there recommend it i'd recommend it to both new players and experienced players alike um it makes a great filler game uh, but also a very good introductory game. And as for my score, I'm going to give it a six and a half. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Okay, so my final thoughts on Zuli. I'm going to be completely honest. If right now I was doing a top five list of the best filler and quick games, while I couldn't guarantee that this will be in it, I think it's got a very, it's a very high chance of being in that top five list. The fact that I've said that this is now going to be in my bag almost every single time, that's that's definitely testament. I've sleeved it because I know people are going to want to play this. So yeah, that's definitely it. Who would I recommend it for? Literally everyone. This is great for heavyweight gamers, medium weight gamers, lightweight gamers, intro gamers, the lot. There is no one I don't think that wouldn't enjoy this. The artwork is, I guess... Because, I mean, I like it with the cutesiness of it, and I think it's quite funny. However, if you only ever play heavyweight games, you're not going to be used to seeing this cutesy sort of artwork Cart- style. But arts. for the for the gameplay-wise, definitely good for everyone. Uh, a meeple rating for me. I actually really struggled to think what I was going to award this game, but I had to take into account that one thing that did, did annoy me, to be honest, going back to the components-wise, is the size of the box now i appreciate not everyone sleeves their cards and therefore making a box too big is not good for those people that don't sleeve a cards because the cards have got more room to, to move around however this game is just just too small to be able to put cards side by side if they'd made the box maybe 10 millimeters longer i could have put cards side by side which means it would have been perfect for sleeve players and non-sleeve players so i do have a bit of a bit of bit of a gripe about that i would have just made it that little bit bigger but you know what what's done is done i can't argue that quality is good the gameplay is good 
I think personally, if I had to pick one thing that I disliked about the gameplay is I would actually prefer not to reveal what I've drafted until we've all finished drafting. While I don't necessarily think I would do a house rule for that, I do feel that that would have made gameplay a little bit more challenging because... I, I do find myself looking at your cards and yeah. going, right, I'm going to draft this yeah. just to spite him. It's not that. It's the, this, this is, we're winding back into that house rules episode we did there, Jason, but this is the kind of game where they do shoot it because it's like, I think I would do that if I was playing with more experienced players yeah. as a warm up. It's like, all right, you guys are experienced, you know this, so uh, no. We are not going to reveal yeah. each step. Yeah. Be interesting to see. I think we should give it another go, uh, maybe after this podcast, to see how it plays different. Mm. But uh, yeah, as for my rating, I am actually going above you on this one, James. Mm. I'm giving this one an eight. An eight? I'm giving this one a good eight. He likes it. I like this game a lot. I'm very, very impressed. It's very, very simple. I can't wait to teach this to, this to more people. And yeah, start seeing Zuli appearing on shelves near you. Game is £15, James. And that's good value it's a very good value game if you can pick this game up do it definitely do it anything else you want to say about zuli james i think we've uh, covered all the bases there Joseph. perfect stuff thank you guys for joining us once again for another game highlight episode where we've had james back from his week's holiday how did you think this one went james oh it's good to be back in the seat jason you know i think it went well yeah it wasn't too bad it's a shame you weren't here last week because we did have a really good interview with tom yeah uh, as well I, I, I know you won't have had a chance to check out the episode yet because it only went live today but definitely give it a listen there's some really interesting information in that and that goes for you guys as well if you haven't listened to that give it a listen tom's a really nice guy and uh amulet of thrayax i've been practicing that since last week and i'm not calling it amulet of um, anthrax anymore so uh <laughs> <laughs> we did have a good laugh about my inability to say the word three act but uh yes really really good episode but yeah this episode all about zuli a really surprising game for me yeah i literally I, I backed this one on kickstarter because i wanted to play it with my son however i was so shocked at how well this game played amongst adults as well it's now definitely in my game bag like you know we're gonna see at the table a lot oh yeah I think we're we're more than likely going to play another game in a minute, let's be honest. I, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, it's good to have you back. Excellent. And uh, yeah, I think it's time for us to go and, and play another game. I would like to say at this point, just to remind you guys, we do now have an affiliate link. So if you do want to support us, as most of you have been banging on at me about some form of support for this podcast, that is the form that we have chosen. And that is to support our local game store, The Comic Shop, by going to their website, thecomicshop.co.uk forward slash Meeple Minded. We get a little bit of a kickback from that and doesn't cost you anything. Awesome stuff. But till next week, my name has been Jason. And I've been James. And you've been listening to the Meeple Minded. Join us next week for more tabletop gaming goodness. Ta-ta, goodbye.